0: Welcome to the Life After Life Podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Hello and welcome back. So as always, before I did this, before we turned on the mics here, I kind of got centered and was asking for guidance. What do I talk about? And I wasn't expecting this, the word obligation came through. So, you know, I'm listening and and sometimes I get a feeling and sometimes it's just very much an audible response and very audibly the word obligation came through and then the word plea. So interesting. It's um, that I have an obligation, parents, this is for you. I am putting out a plea on your children's behalf. And the gist of this plea is, please don't assume that my invisible friends are imaginary.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that.
1: (laughs) Ooh.
0: So, you know, if you've done much study or reading, then, you know, about any of these topics, you're probably aware that children oftentimes are more open- to hearing and seeing spirits from the other side than adults are and i it's i've done some really interesting studies on this with my own kids and then at preschools and um, like daycare center really observing kids and their interactions so they truly do there's there's a there's also a more of an interconnectedness and i just think kids see energy i think they they can see aura's and they can see energy that adults can't necessarily see. Probably up to see. the first
1: couple of three years. Yes. Depends. But I think, yeah. It can go for a while.
0: It can go for a while. And so I even homeschooled my youngest, hoping that maybe keeping him out of um, the norm where people are, you know, this isn't acceptable because we sort of live where, uh, in some cases, it's not acceptable. Um,
1: they're the Adams family and they're just a little different.
0: (laughs) All right, Lurch. Thanks. (laughs) Um, so I was hoping to help him hang on to this and you know, I think it did, but not for like a long time, just, just a little bit. He was certainly more comfortable talking about it. And I don't know that it really came up for him with friends. Anyway, I don't think he talked about it with, with friends other than at home anyway. So, you know, that theory kind of got shot down.
1: Well, you know, if you look at the development of the ego, by age six, the ego is pretty much developed and large and in charge. So it would be a, I think it would be a real abnormality for this to be strongly present after the age of around six.
0: That's probably true. You know, and I also think it's just part of the human design. Yeah. You know, we're yeah, here. That's the development. Yeah, we're here to learn lessons. We are here to experience humanity. You you know, you probably heard that expression. You're actually a soul having a human experience um, or a spirit having a human experience. And if we could remember everything about being disincarnate, that would really negate what's happening here.
1: Be like going to a football game uh, as a participant and knowing exactly how the game was going to unfold. Right?
0: Boring.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. there's no game to that.
0: Exactly. That's
1: showing up for a play that you already know the ending.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, as frustrating as that is sometimes, you know, I just have to assume that somebody with far more intelligence than I designed all of this and certainly didn't consult me on this.
1: They will next time.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does this look like for kids? And oh, I—the coolest thing that I absolutely love is when parents suspect, or at least are open to, their kids are seeing something the parents can't see, and they call me or email me or whatever. And it's like, hey, this happened. What do you think? And I've had some very touching phone calls with the kids. That's so great because one of my, this just made my, my heart was hurting initially. And then I was so happy. This little boy was probably seven maybe. And his mom, I happened to know her. She called and said, um, he's been seeing, he just told me he's been seeing a, like a shadow in his room for a couple weeks and he's afraid to go in there. And I wondered why he didn't want to go to sleep at night. And this is what's happening and it's freaking him out and he's afraid of it. Now this happened to be a family that was very open to all of this, but didn't personally experience it. So, but mom was, was open to the possibility and she said, you know, he's, he's afraid because he doesn't know what it is. And I don't know what to tell him. Would you talk to him? Absolutely. So he came on the phone and I said, well, you know what, can you tell me what you were seeing? Well, it was pretty vague. It was just, you know, just movement in his room, kind of out of the corner of his eye. He didn't see anything up front, up close and personal. So I asked him, how did it feel? Did you feel, forget about what you were seeing, just how did you feel? Did you feel scared? Did you feel anything angry? Did you feel anything pleasant or laughing? Because, you know, so I talked about, just think about your mom. You're safe there. Without even looking at her, can you feel her energy? Do you know when she's angry without even looking at her? Oh, yeah. Do you know when she's really happy when she enters a room without even looking at her? Yes, I do. This is the same. So without worrying about what you were seeing, what were you feeling? So his conclusion was really nothing it really wasn't a big deal. I wasn't, there wasn't anything negative or positive. It was really just neutral. So we talked about possibilities and my reassurance to him was that he's in complete control. Always trust your feeling more than your eyes. Your eyes are human. (laughs) So trust what you're feeling and really go with that and realize that you're in complete control. So if you don't want that being in your room, ask them not to be. You have the power to do that. It's your space. You know, just like if your sister walked in there, you could ask her to leave. You can do the same thing here. We also talked about angels. You know, you have you have the, all these angels to help you. And if you get scared or you get concerned, just ask the angels to intervene as well. So you have all this protection. And he was as we talked about it, he just became so much lighter. And then he actually got a little bit excited about this. Wait a minute. I have angels. I get, I have like this whole personal army of angels. That's just cool. So he was really, it just completely shifted for him. I think just holding that space for our kids and letting them know, even if it's a shadow, because I don't think, I mean, sometimes they do see full, you know, a full blown grandma or grandpa or whomever, if it's not that, or if it is that no matter what, it's okay. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with this situation. And the cooler thing would be, even if you could present it as, oh, that is so cool. I wish I could do that. When my kids got older and they, one of my, one of my children would sense spirits, but really didn't see them until she was in fifth grade. And we had had an earthbound spirit hanging out in the house for a couple of days. And he was hanging out down by the pantry. And this was not an uncommon experience. I mean, this can be a full-time job. So my agreement was, hey, if you need me, you need to really get my attention. Otherwise, just kind of hang out, leave, whatever. But I'm busy. So I was aware that this, this man was hanging out there. and But nobody else in my house was seeing him. One day, my she was in fifth grade, Went was the first downstairs, and she came upstairs with a very funny look on her face, and she said, hey, Mama, you know there's this guy hanging out downstairs? And I was so happy for her. I mean, I was like, where's he hanging out? She said, by the pantry. I said, yeah. So I went over and high-fived her and gave her a hug, and You know, this is awesome. This is the first time you're seeing a spirit. He's been there for a couple of days and I'm so excited that now you get to see them. So, you know, the way you approach it certainly dictates the way they're going to respond to it. And I just feel so bad for these kids that are continually told it's your imagination. There's nothing there. It's in your imagination. When they know it's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's a big shutdown.
0: It is. It is. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're going to be open. But if you you know, spread that word, be an advocate for these kids and help raise our vibration and our connection, because that veil can be very thin. And if it became the norm in this country for people to be talking to spirits and and interacting. Oh, my gosh. Could we make advances or what? And just our consciousness would expand. So that was, that's my obligation, as I'm told, to plea, put out a plea on behalf of the children. And your kids are welcome to email me as well. Love to hear that. You can get us at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. Until next time, namaste.